Hi everybody, welcome to a long delayed episode of Downfall, our D&D role-playing podcast. For those of you that have been listening as we record these things, uh, we apologize for the month-long delay. Life happens. You know, we didn't want a month-long delay either. And in fact, even today we were planning on canceling, but forget that, we wanted to play D&D. It not only sucks for you guys, it also sucks for us, because we don't get to play D&D. Yep. So, um, today we've got just John and Josiah playing, and myself as DM. Uh, yeah, so a shout out, a thank you to our patrons, um, Mr. Cochran and, what term haven't we used yet? Senor X. Senor X. <laughs> For your generous donations, they're going towards some more nice equipment. I think next we set a headset for Josiah there, I think. Uh-huh. Yep, that was the next one. Yep, a nice high-quality headset so we can actually hear you cleanly. Hey, I try. And I'll try to crop it out, but I do have a floor fan running in here. Um, and since this microphone's so good, it, it, it is picking it up. I'm sure of it. I don't hear it, so you're probably pretty good. We can hope. Okay, um, so since we only have two players today, we're going to do a little side story thing set in the past. Um, and this is actually going to be set outside the city, so you guys get to see a little more of the world here, which is sort of good, I guess, considering I barely designed any of the world. But uh, this is going to be in the Dwarven capital city of Crownfire, which is just to the northeast of um, Downfall. And in fact, there's a tunnel that connects the two cities. And this is during a time when John's character, maybe later, as he's known... <laughs> had just finished his training as an assassin uh, and is now working in sort of a temporary retainer position to the people that funded him, uh, that funded his education, so to speak. And uh, Josiah's character, Caius, is still a gladiator fighting in the arenas, in the pits, um, in fact, here in Crownfire. And he's getting close to enough victories to be freed from slavery um, and to be his own man. So Just got to hit three more. Or something like that. I didn't decide an exact number, but two or three, somewhere around there. Well, I'm sticking with three. Okay. So, to start here... Like empty silence. John, don't drink those dice. <laughs> Aren't those things dirty? Like, that's just... Why would you put those in your drink? I was cleaning them. <laughs> okay, then. I'm really not sure I want to know what just went in someone's drink. <laughs> because all I got on this end was, aren't those things dirty? Why would you want to put them in your drink? I was cleaning them. What? D20s. <laughs> D20s. Alright. I originally wanted to see if they'd float, and then they sunk to the bottom, so then I just drank the water that they were in. Well, okay then. Yeah, that's sort of my thoughts. Alright, um, so we're going to start here with John's character, and you are working for, I guess the, the house name isn't important at the moment, so I'll come up with one as we go here, but it's a fairly high, high up noble dwarven class, they're embroiled in a lot of politics, um, you've done maybe two or three assassinations at their command here over the span of maybe four or five months, I mean they're not, it's not like they're keeping you literally bathed in blood on a constant basis here. That's you know. Well, that's no fun. Yeah, <laughs> they're just Good sending you out when they need you. Yes, yeah, they're just sending you out when they need you. You are still looking for the killers of your girlfriend. Was it more serious? Was she like a fiancé? 
I think uh, it was a pretty serious relationship. Okay, okay. I mean, as a street urchin, I don't know if fiancés are a thing. That's a good point. <laughs> you were an item. Yeah, she could be your betrothed, even if it's not a fiancé sort of situation. Oh, there you go. That might be a bit. It had to have been fairly serious. Right. Otherwise, you wouldn't be this emo. Uh-huh. Okay. He's so, pretty emo. You're getting called into your lord's office, and we'll start. We'll start there. So you walk into his office. Um, dwarven cities are. I usually like to think of them as kind of the way Dragon Age did it, where it's a big carved-out space underground, and then there's a lot of buildings and terraces and stuff like that, rather than just a bunch of network of passages and rooms. Okay. Because I like the grand view better. So this is a. Um, you, the room you're being called into looks out over the large central opening of the city. There's probably some like huge, you know, crystal spire or something in the center. This is the Dwarven capital, so there's going to be like several hundred foot high statues all over the place. You know, it's it's pretty cool looking. It's opulent. All right. So he's standing at the window, looking out as you're called in. And by window, I mean hole in the wall because there's not much need for glass when there's no weather. Who cares, right? It's still a window. Yeah. So he calls you in, hears you enter, and turns around. I guess we need a name now, because he's about to call you by whatever your name is going to be. Or he, does, he doesn't have to call me by my name. Yeah, all right. He turns around and says... He could call you maybe later. I, mean, I, I talk to people all the time without ever using names. No, that's true, that's true. He says, Assassin, I have need of your services. What are they this time? I need you to take down... The owner of a slave. Okay. This particular slave is causing problems. I don't want the slave killed. It would just make the problems worse. But um, let's just say that some of my own investments in the slave arena are failing rather badly and in ways that should not be happening. And taking out the owner of this slave will relocate him somewhere else. What, what, what other information do you have on him? We have a name. Okay. Let me get that name here. The name is Dresbel. And Josiah, that will be your current owner's name. Cool. We've hinted to Dresbel numerous times that he should be manipulating the outcomes of certain fights for our profit. He's been told things will go badly for him were he not to decide to make things profitable for us. I think it's time for bad things to happen to him. Sounds just enough. Maybe we can also maneuver someone in to take over that slave that will be a little more amiable to our requests. I think you know the slave in question. Caius, the human? I think we've come across each other. Perhaps. Either way, he's that popular outsider slave, does a good job. We don't want him dead. That would be... Well, too many questions would be asked as to how he got killed. Okay. We don't want those coming back to us. After all, a house of our standing meddling in things as low as gladiatorial fights, at least in this sort of way, would be bad. Needless to say, of course, if you get caught, we have no idea who you are, like always. Although we paid a lot for you not to get caught, so... Indeed. Don't get caught. But yes, come across the owner here. Find out 
if there's one last chance, maybe convince him to see our side of things, and if not, find a way of taking him out that looks like an accident. Anything that can't be traced back to us. Works for me. You're dismissed. I leave. And uh, I'll say here, too, since this is the capital and this is the noble house, the rooms are definitely large enough you don't have to, like, stoop or anything. Okay. I guess you wouldn't have to anyway, would you? No, I'm a dwarf. He's a dwarf. You're a tall dwarf? I'm a mountain dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) No. How tall am I? That's a good question. I will look it up. Okay, Caius, you have just won your... I'm actually pretty tall. Four foot seven. That is pretty tall. Um, your 47th fight. And there's my daughter drinking juice. Good thing I'm not saying anything inappropriate. I guess we don't really anyway, but... Um, you've just won your 47th fight, and you know that as you get on towards these last fights, the people do like to see slaves earn their freedom, but they also like to see skill. So, at this point, you're being pitted against opponents that are very, very difficult. You know, things like um, like a captured juvenile fire giant, that kind of stuff. Things that are going to make for spectacular fights here. Partly because your owner doesn't necessarily want you to win your freedom, so he's trying to line up some, some difficult, difficult fights. Uh, and partly because just, yeah, the crowd wants to see you do more than just slaughter a few kobolds, since you're obviously beyond that point. So you've just had an incredibly difficult fight with... Um, Another gladiator who was close to earning his freedom, who was at, like, you know, fight 45 or something, and uh-huh. you defeated him soundly, um, and although you did get to know him a bit before the battle, because you guys were kept in uh, adjacent cells, you know, for a while, just because, just because, I mean, you know, there's no reason not to keep gladiators in the same area before a fight. Yeah. And so you got to know him, um... And that will come into play later. That's that's going to end up being related to some of the stuff that John's going to talk about eventually. Although okay. John's taking a phone call, so let me pause here. Okay, sorry about the pause there. We uh, have had another player join us. Sean is joining us, which means normally I would have just done a regular campaign, but I'm not backing out of the side story now, so side story it is. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Yeah, so to recap, John, you were now told you need to assassinate the owner of this human slave because the owner's not catering to certain nobles' desires for fixed fights. And, um, yeah, and Josiah, you just won against a, um, a fighter who, when you got to know him a little bit before the fight, he... Sean is loud. He, um... What are we going to say? He was kind of dropping some hints and names that will become important later. Mostly because I guess when you're about to fight for your life, what do you care if some of the dude knows <coughs> knows the stuff you're about to say, right? Yeah, no kidding. Either you're going to die and won't care anymore, or you're going to kill him and it won't matter that you told him. So, gladiators tell each other secrets. Gladiators have no secrets. <laughs> That's a good point. All right. So, John, you've been given your... Uh, mandate to go find this owner and either try to talk some last sentence to him or take him down. I'm having a lot of heavy breathing here. I mean, I know this is a good session, but it's not that good. M, what is that? What? 
<laughs> I don't think that came over. I hope not. Oh it my god! It's exactly what it sounds like, guys. Oh my god! I only heard one word, and it was the key word. <laughs> my question is, why did you have to ask what that was? Um, I just wanted to confirm what I was saying. Okay. All right then. So. I am trying to find out more information about <laughs> Dress Bowl, because uh, I probably don't know a lot about him, and so I have to meet up with contacts through the city that I have, uh, kind of learn a little bit more about him. Okay. Give me a some kind of gather information you check. Okay. Wisdom? And so what's wisdom based? Insight? Yeah, I think insight. I was about to say insight's probably the one actually. Twelve. I'm not rolling good already. Yep, good job. Um you do find some information, but you weren't super discreet about it. Okay. So you're guessing he'll probably know you're coming at some point, or that somebody's coming? Um oh. But what you find out is he's he's certainly not the worst slave owner, but he's a far cry from the best. Okay. He knows that he has an asset in this human slave. He knows that it's earning him a lot of money. And he knows that if the human slave keeps winning, or loses, I guess, either way, he's soon to be out a nice stream of revenue. And he's not happy about it. So he's leaning more towards not minding if Caius is doing hard fights and gets killed, because it's kind of his petty way of, you know, taking it out on Caius, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's trying to have him get killed. Plus, as he's doing these really spectacular fights at the end, he's able to garner quite a lot of attention and income from it. So, he's definitely using Caius as a means for profit, not as a trusted or beloved person in any way, shape, or form. Okay. You know, his Caius's life is nothing more than, you know, an income. For the owner here. However, he does not ill-treat Caius. He never has. He's always made sure that Caius is, you know, well-fed enough and able to train and etc. Because he certainly believes that if you're going to have a gladiator, you know, keep him in the best shape you can. Which means you don't starve them or, you know, lock them in a place where they can't exercise. So, Mm -hmm. unlike some of the other slaves that are in the fighting pits, Caius is treated well. Alright. Much the same way a guy would treat his prized cattle well because he knows it's going to fetch him a good high price for beef. Did I find out anything on where I would find him? Other than, obviously, his home. But He pretty much frequents the highest class establishments that money will buy. Okay. However, that does not mean that nobility or title will buy. So, you know, there's a line of only so so classy he's allowed to go to, but he pushes that line as, you know, up to its, uh, up to its limit. So probably locations where you're going to be having a lot of low-ranking nobles and wealthy merchants, but certainly no major movers and shakers in the city. Is he out much at night? Yes. Since the fights are usually during the day, he usually carouses at night and posts of his slave, etc. Easy peasy. Fairly. Okay. So, um, keep going here. I'll get to Josiah and okay. Sean here in just a minute. I wasn't sure if you wanted to switch over yet. No, I'm trying to get you guys all together as fast as I can. Okay. Um, 
I guess what I would do is I would be hanging out at night a couple nights in a row, trying to find a pathway that uh, Dresbull is taking on his way home uh, fairly regularly. I mean, obviously nobody takes the exact same path all the time, but most, right. most often do. Uh, so I can lay a wait. Okay. Okay, I can work with that. So I'm going to briefly jump to Sean. So Sean, you've had your latest meeting with your lady, and in this meeting, you, well, we'll actually do this part here. I just thought of another way to do it. I like this better. You are called to see her, so you know you think it's going to be a, a night full of entertainment, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> and when you get there and are shown in, right, you're shown up to her room, you're like, hey, awesome, you know, you're masquerading that part as a gladiator, etc. You get in there to find that she's crying. And her name is Gorina. Um, alright, I'm role-playing now? Yes, you are. Oh, okay. This is gonna be fun. Uh, hey babe, what's wrong? <laughs> Turn your volume up a little too, Sean. Um... I'll try. <laughs> she... She keeps sobbing as she hands you a letter. Alright, I read said letter. The letter is about the details of your next fight. And uh -huh. you actually kind of feel like you want to cry, too, because she apparently overbribed or overesteemed, um, and it's led to a problem because you're slated in your next fight to fight against the human, against Caius. And oh, that's great. Yeah, given that this is supposed to be a fixed thing, you know that, you know, the crowd loves Caius and not you. Your fights don't draw a ton of crowd. I mean, enough for you to be you know, a name that's at least known if her father wanted to look it up, but that's about it. So due to some incredibly bad goof, your next fight is almost guaranteed to kill you. Excellent. Is that what you say to her? I said, great job, sweetheart. What now? <laughs> she looks at you and says, I think... That we can't get you out of this one. At least, I don't know how to get you out of this one. I apparently spoke too highly of you and gave someone too much money, and they thought... Well, they, they thought something that we weren't thinking. Clearly. I suppose so, it's also possible this is intentional. I don't think my right. father would want you killed. Alright. Um... Okay, here's the plan. We're going to cheat. She starts to wipe tears from her eyes. You're going to cheat against a real gladiator? Uh, yes. How are we going to do that? Poison, my dear. Poison. You're going to poison the human? Yes. Well, that won't make you very popular, or it'll make you really popular. I'm not sure which. Well, I'm going to stick him with the pointy end, if you know what I mean. Well, I mean that. Uh, and, yeah. She pats I mean, you it's going to be poisoned. She pats you... Well, actually, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. <laughs> I don't want to say something that's going to change our rating, so I'm backing away from that. 
um, she she doesn't have a whole lot of experience with the seedy underworld, so she's kind of looking at you wide-eyed with a bit of fear, saying, "Where are you going to get poison?" Oh, I have my sources, but I need a uh, good good chunk of money for it. Three thousand gold should uh, give me something nice and deadly. She gives you a smile and says, "You know, your gold is always open, or my gold is always open for you." I say, "Yes, I know." I may not be willing to say something, but that doesn't mean I can't make openings. <laughs> Since John's giving me this look. No, John is laughing so hard right now. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going. Alright, she gives you a writ, essentially, for that amount. Given she's from a noble enough family that a writ would be enough, you know, to ensure payment. Okay, I'm gonna um, scoot off to the uh, bank equivalent and uh, pick up the gold. Yeah, because I imagine where you're taking it. They wouldn't want to rent. Can I sorry say again? I assume because the place that you intend to spend this gold is the kind of place where a rent would not be a, a, a bonus. Yep, where I, uh, where I had, uh, intend to spend this gold, a rent is not going to be any good. Alright. Plus, she really wouldn't want him to bring that rent there either. No. <laughs> they would certainly be getting more than money out of the deal. Uh-huh. Alright, you exchange it. You're now carrying spectacular. several spectacular. thousand gold. Um, I hire the fastest wagon out of town. All right. Where are you? Where are you headed? Anywhere, just away from here. <laughs> are you leaving? Leaving? I am leaving. Leaving. I am gone. Okay. You thought I was going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. What am I supposed to do with that? I'm gonna have to think of something. I mean, I guess it does save me the trouble of having to figure out how to not have Sean kill Caius, or Caius kill Sean, but... Right. Alright, I'll come back to you with something. Alright, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna step away. I have headphones on, so um, if I'm not here right away, just, you know, leave me, a, leave me a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Alright, enjoy spending time with your wife. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, Josiah. <laughs> well, that's awkward. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Josiah, your master occasionally um, uses you as a bodyguard when traveling mm-hmm. around town, if, especially if he's out really late at night or going somewhere seedy. He just brings you along. Doesn't make you mm-hmm. do anything. He just figures your presence will scare away about anything. Plus, you, much. you standing next to him while he's chatting up the ladies tends to get him more ladies. When he says that he's your owner, so yeah, I guess you're kind of his pimp in a way. Sort of. That's actually kind of what gladiators did for a while. Yeah. So anyway, um, on this particular evening, you've been pretty much. He went to a fine restaurant, was chatting up some minor nobles. You know, looked like he was trying to make some political connections. It, it looks as if your owner is angling to try to actually become a minor noble, to see if he can buy a title. Um, okay. Things are proceeding actually fairly well for him in that arena. It's costing inordinate amounts of gold, most of what you've earned for him over the years. But, you know, that's what he wants, and that's what he's going for. So um, he's done negotiating for the for the evening, right? Things are looking positive. 
It's pretty late, probably the equivalent of like two or three in the morning. He looks at you and says, All right, boy, let's head back. I think we're done here tonight. Boop, apparently. And walks out the door with you, in tow. Okay. The next thing that happens is up to John. Oh my. <laughs> this will be interesting. Um, so I'm assuming I see him walking down the road. Right. So a little bit later, he's walking down the road and you see with him the gladiator. Okay. Now you know enough about that gladiator, about Caius' skill to know with Caius in tow, this is dicey at best. Yeah. Well, that makes it much more difficult to kill this guy. I know. So, I think I follow him. I'm going to follow him. Okay. Back to the narrow boat. So, um, Dresbull owns a nice piece of property that's pretty close to the arena for obvious reasons. I guess I should stealth check. That would probably be a thing. Yeah, give me some kind of stealth. Let's hope I roll really terrible. Yeah. That would be really interesting. I always hope the rolls are whatever makes it more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty bad roll. I rolled a nine. Oh, I thought that was a three. Well, nine. Oh, nine total? Yeah, I rolled nine for stealth. I see you with my passive perception. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Caius, out of the corner of your eye on a nearby rooftop, you see a crouched figure in black. Okay. And he's very clearly following... Yeah, very clearly. Once you start keeping an eye on him, you like he's following clearly enough that you're thinking there's no way an assassin would be this clumsy. (laughs) He must be doing it on purpose. I'm getting rid of this one. Okay. So yeah, he tails you guys all the way back to your abode, which is a nice, spacious, like I guess, kind of like a condo um, on a like one or two streets away from the arena. And, Caius, only on occasion do you actually get to stay here at his house. Usually you're just sent back to your lodgings in the arena. <clears throat> you're well known enough now, though, that like if you tried to, say, just escape or leave, people will recognize you. Word will spread. Like, you know, it's, it's probably not going to work if you just tried running for it. Yeah. So, he doesn't mind sometimes just letting you stay at his own abode. You know that killing your master would be a bad move because he has a clause in your contract that essentially exploits a loophole where if he died, you would be passed on to some associate of his, and it would essentially reset your count. Okay. So you, in fact, don't want him to die, because it would you know, mean you'd have to go through another set of 50 fights or whatever. So you guys get back. I have a question. Yeah. In this world, how are windows dead? Well... Are they just, like, oiled skin... Or In most places, open? it's going to be actual window, like fantasy. Here, like glass. Window? Yeah, like glass. Oh, okay. Here, since there's no need underground for glass yeah. because there's no weather, um, windows are usually just open holes in the walls with bars, so that a person can't actually physically climb in or out the window. And that's about it. No muslin or anything for privacy. There can be. Maybe they could draw like a curtain or something on the inside. Just but... bars, though. So. Okay. I'm hearing some weird sounds. Me too. I thought Sean was um, on mute. I, I, I think it was. Back. 
I think it was the TV in the other room. Okay. Oh my god, is that like a flock of birds or something? It sounded like the la- like laundry or something to me. I was actually going to recommend we play outside on the patio. But we would have had bird chirps and stuff in the game, so... <laughs> Alright. Um, well, all windows have bars? Yes. I... What type of, what type of bars? Just like steel... Iron. They're pretty hefty, easy to remove. Probably quarter inch iron. So have to be cut. Are they bolted or like? How are they attached? Are they built into the wall? They're bolted. Okay. Then I remove the bolts and pull, pull up, get rid of the thingies. I'm gonna assume you have some kind of tool to do that. I do. It would make sense. Wall masons' tools. So I'm assuming that would be helpful. Yeah. All right. Give me some kind of roll then to. What would that be? <laughs> Strength, maybe? Uh, it would be... Um, the, the use of the tool, if you're proficient in that. I am. But, like, what do you add to that? Or is it just a straight roll? That was a what strange that? <laughs> that was Sean, probably. Probably. Since he's not used to, you know, being on the... On the headsets. This might be true. I'm trying to figure out uh, how this works. Okay, so I'll, I'll roll, and what do I add to the roll if I'm proficient? Strength. In Strength, okay. Yeah, and if you are proficient in that tool, you, you add your proficiency bonus as well. Oh. Then... Well, that's better than I thought it was. Okay, uh, 21. That's pretty good. All right, I'll say you managed to pry off enough bolts, you know, in a, in a surreptitious enough fashion to be able to get in. Perfect. You feel a tap on your shoulder. <laughs> I turn around and look at the window. You turn around to look at the window? Well, like, didn't I, did I make it in? Yeah, yeah. So I'm inside. Oh, I was I was expecting to do this before you. Before I made it. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. Where am I getting tapped on? As you're pulling the bars out of the window, you feel a tap on your shoulder. All right, and then I turn around. Yes. In front of you stands a um, six foot tall, very muscular um, human in dark plate armor. Alright. In front of you stands a very tall dwarf in just robes. <laughs> and he has really bright red hair. Which, and really bright red hair? Well, bright red that you can't see, I guess, because it's under robes. But, yes, he has bright red hair that's, like, on his black, you see, like, a little bit of red everywhere. He sheds a, has a shedding problem. Um... What do you think you're doing? The bars are there for a reason. I am fixing this window. <laughs> it was loose, and so you I'm taking it back to my workshop us. to fix it. You, you have just... followed us from for quite a ways, and then you removed the bars from the window, and should I call the watch? Um, 
Well, I don't think you should call the watch. Because that would just not be a very good thing. Mostly for me, I'm, I'm assuming. But, um... Yeah. I don't know where to go with this. Um... I think that, uh... You, you have to understand that your master, I'm just going to come right out and say it, is not liked by most people, and he's not a very good guy. <laughs> he is not liked by most people, and nor am I, unless you're the adoring public. I was going to say, I, I thought most people liked you. The... the those of the crowd love me. Those of the owners do not. That that would make sense. They don't hate you enough to have you killed, though. It's too difficult, too messy, and the... Well, the gladiator pits are corrupt, they're not... Oh, I don't know. They're not ones to, to kill you simply for being good. Hmm. Well, sir. Oh, man. I just don't even know. Um... I assume you are here to kill my master. Well, um... I unfortunately cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I would... Now, was that in character or out of character nope. that you said that? I'm pretty sure that was in character. <laughs> because that is something that the gods do not grace me with. That is why I skulk around in the evening. Um, so yes, I am here to kill your master. Good thing there's not personal recording devices. I mean, honestly. Yeah, that'd be a problem. Yeah, that would be a significant problem if there were personal recording devices. <laughs> or you know, if Downey's character was around. Or that. Right. Since he is a personal recording device. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um. So, honesty from an assassin was a rare and slightly refreshing. Quality. I'm not sure how to respond to that. <laughs> well, you know that I am going to have to prevent you. I uh, I don't know. I, I don't understand why you would need to prevent me. I think this um, I think this could work out great for both of us. I am. My ownership is transferred to an associate of his, and I am then no longer. At 47 fights won when I need 50 to consecutive fights to win my freedom. Yeah, that might be a problem. So if you were to kill my master, I would be then back at no consecutive fights won, and that is many, many more years before I will earn my freedom. The problem I have here is I have to kill him, otherwise... Not such great things will probably happen to me from my masters, <laughs> who has paid for me to come like this. And the only reason I'm like this is because 
I have a terrible past, and I'm just trying to work off my debt so that I can save all of humanity. Wait, no, that's the wrong movie. I'm dwarf. sorry. Save all of dwarf vanity? <laughs> dwarf vanity. Dwarven kind, I guess. Um, and, yeah. So, I kind of am at a... Uh, I think we are at a uh, standstill, my good man. So, we are at a bit of an impasse because I cannot let you kill my master and you cannot not kill my master, so um, might I recommend you put the bars back? And we go have a drink to figure out how we're going to solve this problem between the two of us. Sir, those are the best words I have heard out of your mouth all night. I stretch my hand out. Caius, your name, sir? Ugh, my name. That is a tough thing in these parts. <laughs> but my friends call me. <laughs> this is so hard! Uh, call me Bandoran. Bandoran. You know. I totally forgot that was his name. But nobody else knew that that was his name. Nope. He's not a secret oh, Say it again. Bandoran. B-A-N-D-O-R-A-N. Okay. And just remember, Sean, you do not know that in character. Uh, yep, I do not know that in character. That's right. But I am writing it down. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> B-A-N-D-O-R-A-N? Yeah, B-A-N-D-O-R-A-N. Alright, got it. But, but yeah. I'm trying to... Let us drink and solve this quandary that we have. Indeed, sir. Indeed. So you replace the bars? So I... Mm. Well, I think I just leave it. <laughs> no, it was replace the bars. Okay. I replace the bars, then. Good call. <laughs> Alright, you guys go drinkies. I thought it would be entertaining if the bar just got, like, left on the window. That would be kind of funny, actually. No, that would not be amusing. I would not be happy with that. I know you wouldn't be, but it would be entertaining in, as a story thing. Okay. So we're at the bars. I mean, the pub. We're at that place. Somewhere with booze. Mm-hmm. Do you, how much do you guys want to roleplay out this piece? Well, I just don't know how to get to the, the bit where he gets to know who I am. But... You guys can just jump and say it comes out in conversation over cups. Do you want to do that, or do you want to roleplay it out, Josiah? I'm fine just jumping. Okay. I don't have any need to go through that, because it's it's um, backstory that is not pertinent to what we're doing. Exactly. Yeah, that's um. this is why it's nice to roleplay with a group for a while, because I can tell you guys probably wouldn't be averse to us just jumping that, yeah. so... Alright, so we jump ahead, and I have related my sad, tragic backstory of my girlfriend being captured, and being killed, and me going into a horrible rage, and 
going off to monk school, basically. I, and I would think, too, you're probably drunk. Oh, they're LA drunk. Okay, just making sure. Because I would not talk about my girlfriend. Unless you were totally hammered. Totally hammered. What about Caius? Um, Caius has an incredibly strong constitution when it comes to booze and... He's a little tipsy, but he's not so much hammered. All right, but his, t- his tongue off. is loosened, possibly to to at least a little extent. Yeah, his tongue is definitely looser than it was before, but it is not. Um, he is not. I believe the words are in his cups. Yeah. All right. He talks about things that he probably shouldn't talk about, but he does that a lot anyway, so it's not new. <laughs> so what does he relate? Um, talks about his past a lot, um, about how it is um, difficult for him to have an acknowledgement of his value as an individual and not as a gladiator. Um, he also offhandedly mentions something about his last opponent who was... And this is where the details get a little fuzzy to Caius. He's not sure if, if this was a person who killed somebody or if his owner organized this girl's murder or something, but it was something to do with this woman's murder um, multiple years ago, and he's not really sure why she had to die. That wasn't really conveyed to Caius, but yeah. So, to make a long story short, summary-wise... A long story short. (laughs) Yes, Bandarin now knows... (laughs) Uh, that Caius has information about the murder of his girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. Good thing you're totally plastered. Why? Because it would probably be opening a wound again? It is opening a wound and I'm crying (laughs) (laughs) on the table. Doors get emotional when they drink, so nobody's really giving a second look. No. Oh, I mean, people are looking at Caius, but that's because they're recognizing Caius. People are looking at me, but that's because they know me. That's right. I don't know them, but they know me, so. Um. Only thing out of character. Uh, I'm, I did not sure. So, you heard the information from the other guy about it then? So you don't really have yes. any connection to it yourself. I don't have any connection to it directly, other than understanding the tragedy of having someone you love taken away from you. Not because it's ever happened to him, but he understands the idea. I guess, then... To make things interesting, too, this person, you know the trainer, or the the slave owner for this this guy, because it's that that associate that would own you if your master dies. And you don't like this guy. Ooh, I like this. Okay. Just to make that interesting. Um, that is more interesting. So then I guess the dwarf asks, Do you know who killed 
My girlfriend's. <laughs> He's emotional. He can't talk straight. No, I gotcha. He's also a little drunk. Yeah. It's either someone that I've already killed. Sorry, I know that makes revenge a little difficult, but it was either kill him or I die. Sorry. Um, or his master, who is the one that my ownership will transfer to if my master dies. Well, we can't have that, can we? So, if you kill my master, you make what sounds to be your hated enemy rich and famous, because he'll own me and I'm kind of awesome. <laughs> You can see the dwarf I'm kind of is really good at what I do. fuming out of the ears. He's quite upset. And then uh, goes on to ask um, ask the help of it's Cedric, right? I cannot remember your name. Suddenly, Caius? Caius. Caius. I don't even know. I can't. Where'd Cedric come from? The letter C. Oh, come on. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the letter C. <laughs> The dwarf is drunk, and Street. although he's not drunk in real life, he cannot remember things anyways. Oh, there, did they write down even? Caius, um, I would like to requisition your help um, in destroying this man, but I would need your help to escape the city because then I am abandoning my master's cause, basically, because I'm not killing your master. Well, I can... I have a fight next week, I have a fight the week after, and I have, assuming that I win these, a fight the following week. Assuming that I win all my fights. Okay. So in three weeks, I will be a free man. And I can then walk out of the city on my own to do whatever I want. Hmm. I don't think I can wait three weeks. I cannot leave this city until then. As a fun twist, Caius, should both of those men die, you will default to being a free man if you have won more than 45 fights, which you have. That's not fun. But they have What's to be accidental. What's that in the background? Hmm? What's that in the background? That's Here? me, sorry. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, hint for the future, Sean. If we're in a spot where you're not going to be active for a lot and you're doing other things on your computer, mute your microphone. <laughs> I will try to figure out how to do it. <laughs> unplug it? <laughs> Alright. Don't unplug it because then you have to go through the process of... Yeah, it's... Oh, really? Button. Yeah. Alright. Uh, incidentally, I'm using my laptop's mic. Yeah. You're at least still audible, so... You, you can just go into the settings of Roll20 and click Don't Broadcast. That's a good way to do it. Yep. So, Josiah, you know the law's more complicated than just this, but should both of these men die, and should it be an accident, and should you have enough victories, you would just be declared free anyway? Um, if things are more muddled than that, and, you know, you wouldn't be just set free, then you would become a, a slave to the state, essentially. And they're a lot less personal than either of these men would be with your welfare. And 
because we're in the past and I don't want to screw up his backstory that much, um, his owner can't die. Okay. I mean, it's easy. Actually, I think it's a good reason. Um, I think this will play out well if I if I can if you know someone that would help me get out of the city after we kill off this other guy. Because I don't have to escape with you, and that would actually make more sense for. I have an idea, but I'm not sure it's going to work. Okay. There is a gladiator that I'm to fight against in my next fight who is of questionable ability. I believe that his fights to this point have been, um, shall we say, fixed. If he were to cause a commotion in the arena, you may have your opportunity to both kill your individual that you need to, not being my master, and leave the city without anyone knowing what's going on. You would have to disappear quickly. Yes. I would no longer be able to go by Bandar. Word does not travel very quickly in this city. I see what you did there, John. Dun, dun, dun. That was the whole What point. did you say, John? I can no I can no longer go by Bandaran if this happens. There you go. You're welcome. Yep. I was hoping this would come out. <laughs> Alright. Um okay, I think we have a plan there, so we'll stop this episode here. And I've got some awesome stuff that I just thought of coming up that's going to be fantastic. So, if it plays out, which it probably will because you guys are awesome. So, and listeners, you're awesome too. Just everybody's awesome. Everybody's awesome. Our All listeners right. are awesome. Our patrons are more awesome. Yep. Until next time. That wraps things up for today's episode of Downfall, our Dungeons & Dragons role-playing podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes donating through PayPal on our website, supporting us on Patreon, or spreading the word to your friends. You can send us an email anytime at downfalldnd at gmail.com. We love hearing from fans and love hearing what you guys enjoyed about the show. Thanks for listening.